it's time for yet another mini-sode from your friends at Too Many Captains. Today is February 14th, which many people celebrate a day of romantic love named after St. Valentine. But we here at the podcast celebrate Malentines, a celebration of masculine platonic relationships and identify some of our favorite bromance movies. MG, I have been wondering, when Sony tried to re-release Morbius last year after the ironic meme, what should they have retitled it to lean into the internet reception? Super bad. (laughs) Boop. That's really all I need to say for this 2017 coming-of-age bromance comedy. Jonah Hill as Seth and Michael Sarah as Evan as two lifelong buddies who are trying to navigate the end of senior year while they try to ignore the inevitability of separating via attending different colleges looms over both of their heads. I didn't even need to say that. You guys, I know you guys have seen this movie. so It's also one of those rare movies where there's like multiple bromances. Right. Because you could argue <laughs> that the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's and oh, what is his name? Oh, God. Bill Hader and Seth. Yeah. Rogan, yeah. Michaels and... Not Johnson. I can't think what it is. But anyway, uh, yeah. they also have a... Multi-bromance. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah, beautiful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have needed a McLovin because Dangerous would have been old enough to just buy us beer, though. That's true. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been that weird guy who hangs out with high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the rare movies that I got in on one of those like early test screenings that like local area baristas would get tickets and hand out to their friends. And we went and saw it and I knew nothing about it. Hadn't heard anything. And it was still kind of early in those guys career. So it wasn't like they were as well known or regarded as they are today. And when we left, we were just roaring and we're like, that's one of the craziest funniest things i've ever seen in my life and i still uh am scarred but with <laughs> pure satisfaction at the drawings of all the dicks <laughs> what's funny is i i remember in a home ec class in junior high there was a kid that went through and turned every page <laughs> drew a dick on it turned a page drew a dick with sharpie it was great oh my god it was michaels and slater slater yes yeah. yes our other podcast too many dick drawings <laughs> yeah all right money what do you have on for the list i was gonna go with Shaun of the dead from 2004 you've got kind of the trilogy you get simon Pegg and nick frost in this movie sean is played by simon Pegg, and nick frost is ed and it's the story of their bromance to a certain extent you know surviving and then maybe even not surviving but still you know, at the end, he ends up keeping Ed around, yeah. even though he's a zombie. So, real bromance movie. A lot of, most of the movies are, I mean, all of them are basically bromances for the most part. They deal with, like, some pretty heavy issues amidst the both horror and comedy of that movie that I really enjoy how they deal with, you know, the, the separation that's happened with the two characters. Ed's kind of stuck in how things have always been. And Sean seems to kind of want to branch out and grow up a little bit, but they have this 
give and take and it ends up working itself way out and then like in that climactic scene when ed goes down is uh, i i think you finally understand that maybe sean isn't as put together as as he's led us on to believe the other two movies are hot fuzz and the world's end and then all three of those are directed by edgar wright yes coronetto trilogy yeah because they eat the same ice cream i yeah. guess at one point during <laughs> yeah. them yeah all all worthy movies i agree they're all great for their own reason all right movie matt what was it you called it when you were looking for an engagement ring goodwill hunting <laughs> <laughs> so i have the legendary robin williams matt damon and ben affleck film goodwill hunting you've got will and chucky played by matt and ben respectively buddies from the bronx or not from the bronx buddies from boston (laughs) uh and the film for those who haven't seen it follows uh their uh their lives of course will is kind of like this savant mathematician genius guy uh you know goes to the cambridge bars and and you know shows these uh rich kids up how about them apples one of the best film lines ever i would argue uh and it follows uh you know as will it can begins to embrace his brilliance working with dr sean mcguire and his love with with mini driver and their relationship uh great film you see kind of the conflict uh between the bros but also you know much love between them too have the other captains uh, seen this film and what are their thoughts yeah i've i've seen it um Yes, it is a, a very good film. I for some reason I always have an issue like could they really could they they could have come up with a better name for Ben Affleck's character than freaking Chucky. I mean <laughs> But right. but but what I want to know, movie Matt, is when you got movie Ash's number, did you just turn to someone random and just yell, I got a number. How about them apples? Matter of fact, no, I actually did I didn't I didn't no. It's kind of a little bit different than some of our other picks because it ultimately leads to not necessarily them breaking up, but kind of going their own ways. Like Chucky says, you're better than this and you need to go be live up to your potential versus the rest of us. This is this is our life, which is a pretty mature uh, approach that I think most people don't have. You know, we kind of like uh, misery loves company. And he's like, he loves Will enough to say, "Get out! You here. don't need us. You need to go and do what's next. We'll be all right without you." And I thought that was it's pretty powerful. I saw somebody point out that one of the tropes and one of the you know things that we have in our cinema is basically the concept that a poor person can be smart, and so that's the big. They're like, oh, it's not just any, you know, they had, they're like, hey, the, the, the janitor who's poor is smart. So this is a whole, yeah, this is a whole thing now versus it could have just been a smart person that, you know, went to school there. Right. And it's not there anyway. Obviously that was a choice. Right. Um, And does it really level the playing field? Because however smart he was 
I mean, he was a, a genius. So maybe that took him above those students, but how many other people are as smart as them and didn't get the kind of education and now they're at MIT and those people are doing blue collar work or something like that. So it's kind of those fairy tales of, uh, Hollywood, you know? Okay. So we're going to go kind of like charade style here. First word, my grandfather's first name, butch. Yeah. Great guess. Right. Right. Awesome. Uh, famous, uh, rapper, semi-famous rapper born in 1982. Cassidy. Dude. Two for two. Amazing. Okay. Ski resort in Utah, famous for a big film festival. Oh, well, that's Sundance. Yes. And then you got two of these. Kid. <laughs> so put it together. All right. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yes. <laughs> wow. This 1969 American Western was directed by George Roy Hill and written by William Goldman, loosely based on the real lives of famous outlaws. It was actually ranked number 73 on the AFI 100 Years 100 Movies list, and seventh on their top 10 westerns of all time. The film stars Paul Newman as Butch Cassidy, the affable leader of the Hole in the Wall gang, and he is joined by Robert Redford as Harry Longabaugh, a.k.a. Sundance, the laconic deadshot. After a few botched train robberies, the two split off from the rest and decide to leave behind the increasing pressure of the law in Wyoming and escape to Bolivia. But unfortunately, their paths continue to relentlessly chase behind. It actually, funny enough, came out to kind of mixed reviews, but ended up gaining seven Oscar nominations, winning four for Best Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Song, and Best Cinematography, by the legendary Conrad Hall. In the years since, it has been praised for the chemistry of its leads and the way they play off each other in both dramatic and comedic moments. When you think about bromance, the scenes of them jumping off the cliff or the tragic conclusion are the definition. Captains, have you seen this classic or do I need to pick it for a future deep dive? I've seen it. It's been a long time, so if you want to pick it, you go right ahead. <laughs> I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. It's an old movie. I mean, it's 10 years before the oldest of us, me, was born. So <laughs> I think I have a, well, I can't say it's mine, but my parents had the VHS. So I'm oh, pretty sure yeah. if I, if I looked, I'd find it. <laughs> it is a 4K, um, at least digital. Yes, I don't have the 4K yet, but I... I hope to get it. Uh, if I'm not sure if they have a physical one or not. I mean, it already kind of got mentioned, the, the rest of the Coronetto trilogy, but did you guys have any other honorable mentions? I found this to be a pretty big oh, yeah. category. I mean, I love you, man. Yeah. Um, Peter Clavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Hangover. The Hangover, yeah. Yeah. The Three clerks, Way. The Clerks movies. Three Best Friends. Clerks movies, sure. Two sets of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of man-on-man action. <laughs> Absolutely. Pretty much all of, yeah, Kevin Smith have two male friends in the lead. Most of them, not all. Yeah. 
my honorable mention is from 1973 and it's the sting which is newman and redford paired together again and they're grifters this time who stage an elaborate con to take down a mob boss played by robert shaw it was also directed by george roy hill have you guys seen the sting either i have once again it's got that famous piano well, I was going to say, the entertainer. I, I have nightmares of that because I had to learn that piece uh, whenever I took piano lessons way back in the yep. day. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to, be, but I played it super fast so I could get it over with. So it was like double time. Yeah. It was one of those like chopsticks and like two or three others that, and everybody who kind of knew a little bit how to play piano, but not much, they're like, I know this. <laughs> and that's another mini episode in the books. You can find us on moviepodcast.com as well as Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe, write a review, or post a link to the episode on your social media. It really does help. We will be back with another deep dive next week. And thanks for listening. <laughs>